Okay, so uh, let's look at Genesis chapter 12 and verse 10. This is Abram in Egypt. Uh, now there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to live there for a while because the famine was severe, very serious. Lots of people starving, I guess, not enough food. So uh, verse 11, as he was about to enter Egypt, he said to his wife, Sarai, I know what a beautiful woman you are. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Then they will kill me. <laughs> Sad saying, oh, um, but we'll let you live. Uh, say you are my sister so that I will be treated well for your sake and my life will be spared because of you. So um, Abram turns to his wife, says, you know, very attractive, very langloi, but they will sad more because you are very, very attractive. Um, saying it's a problem, <laughs> you're too attractive. Uh, um, and I guess uh, it's funny, but not funny actually, because then he proposes uh, Sarai lie, you know, say you're my sister, or kind of a lie. Yeah, I think technically they are related, um, but he wants her to hide the fact that they are married. So uh, what we have here is a really, really big red flag because Abram, you know, uh, he was just blessed by God. You know, chosen by God. God says, you know, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to give you this land. He leaves the land to go to Egypt because he's hungry, he's looking for food. But along the way, he tells his wife to lie for his sake. You know, he's worried he's going to be killed, he's going to be hurt. And so... He kind of makes it about himself, I guess. You know, here's the husband telling the wife, you know, if you love me, you'll do this for me. You do this thing that isn't very honest. So big, big red flag there. Yeah. Verse 14. When Abram came to Egypt, the Egyptians saw that Sarah was a very beautiful woman. And when Pharaoh's officials saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh when she was taken into his palace. He, he meaning Pharaoh, Pharaoh is the king of Egypt, he treated Abram well for her sake. And Abram acquired sheep and cattle, male and female donkeys, male and female, well, lots, lots of descriptions of all these different assets, male and female servants, and camels. So uh, <laughs> he gets rich in Egypt. You know, he's just looking for food, but actually he, got, he, he, he gains wealth going to Egypt. But the reason why he gets rich is because Pharaoh has taken his wife away from him, taken Sarai to be his like concubine, his girlfriend, that kind of thing. And it's kind of an exchange. You know, Pharaoh says, you know, I take Sarai thinking, you know, Sarai's his sister, and I'm going to give you this money. So there is this exchange, this dowry, as it were, in exchange for Sarai. And again, big, big red flag. And it's really, really sad, partly because if you realize what Abram said earlier, um, it's true. You know, he said, the Egyptians are going to say you're beautiful. They saw she was a very beautiful woman, verse 14. And it says, on account of that, they're going to treat me well. And in you know, verse 16, he treated Abram well for her sake. So 
everything, everything Abram assessed about the Egyptians, about uh, this economic structure of uh, how people value uh, looks and are willing to pay for that, you know, it's a very shrewd observation. But it's really, really sad. It's really, really sad because that really is how things work in the world. You know, people are willing to pay for looks. Um, they may be even willing to, um, you know, pay you more because you look better than everyone else. And being, you know, paying for that relationship, buying that beautiful bride, that kind of thing. It's really, really sad if that's the way the world works because it means they're always trying to sell yourself. You're always trying to sell um, something in exchange for money. And that's what Abram does. It's really, really sad. Yeah. Verse 17, But the Lord inflicted serious diseases on Pharaoh and his household because of Abram's wife, Sarai. And this is just such a big, big turning point because up until this point, you're wondering, what does God think about the situation? <laughs> And this is why God thinks God judges Pharaoh, puts a stop to it as it were, because it says because of Abram's wife, Sarai, because of this woman who hasn't said anything, by the way, you don't know whether she went along with it because she loved her husband or maybe she didn't have a choice, but whatever it was, God was not happy. And he afflicted Pharaoh, he afflicted his whole household with what it says there are serious diseases. And I think the implication is it was obvious that this wasn't random. Suddenly everyone in the house was afflicted with this judgment that must have come from God. So it was very obvious that God did this. Verse 18, so Pharaoh summoned Abram. Hey, come here. What have you done to me? He said, why didn't you tell me she was your wife, why did you say she is my sister? So that I took her to be my wife. So here is Sarah, Pharaoh, Pharaoh saying, you know, I did this wrong thing. I took her to be my wife, but you caused me, you tripped me up. You caused me to sin in this way. And why did you do this? Why did you do you know, The why implies that, you know, he shouldn't have done this that maybe he even expected Abram to act maybe in a more righteous way. This is like the non-Christian telling the Christian, why did you do this? It's so embarrassing. It's so convicting. When maybe a non-believer tells a Christian how they should be acting more rightly, more justly when they haven't. And so it's very convicting. Uh, and he says there, now then, here is your wife. Take her and go. So he actually returns uh, Sarai to Abram. He in effect, repents as a result of God's judgment. Verse 20, then Pharaoh gave orders about Abram to his men, and they sent him on his way with his wife and everything he had. And, and all the camels, all the donkeys, all the wealth that Abram accumulated because of this sin, Pharaoh let him keep it. Meaning he told his men to not Ozao, not, 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 not take revenge for doing this wrong. If anything, Pharaoh said, you know, let them go. You know, let them take away all these. I just want to get rid of them. And it shows that this was a very, very awkward situation because here's, here's the guy getting away with the wrong. And 
the you know Pharaoh. You know, it's not that he was completely innocent, but you know, he didn't know what was happening. And when he did, he acted in a way that was in accordance with someone who realized he was wrong. Not so sure about Abram, actually. So what what do we learn from this? Uh, uh, oh, this is not exactly the most encouraging passage to be reading the Bible, especially if you imagine Abraham is someone supposed to be a model of faith, you know, a man of God, acting in a way that is just so shameful and hurtful towards other people. You know, the person who really suffers in this story is actually Sarai. You know, here, here is someone you think of your, like your pastor or someone who is a Christian whom you really, really respect, acting in a way that really hurts other people. And what do you do in that, in that situation? I tell you, quite honest, I was just talking to someone yesterday that when this happened uh, back where I was from just last year, um, it was very, very painful, but the temptation, understandably, was to keep quiet about it. And don't, don't talk about this. It's discouraging. It doesn't bring honor to God. And, you know, maybe we just let the situation pass. And I tell you what, the fact that this story is even here. The fact that we're reading about Abram doing this really stupid, silly, sinful thing right after God has blessed him, right after God has made this covenant with him, but in straight away we learn this is his true colors. The fact that this is in the Bible, I think it means that the Bible, the Bible is not silent about this. Now, there's a way of doing this. It's not overtly condemning if anything the silence is 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 condemning enough but at the same time you know it tells you the story it tells you just what happened because it did happen and i guess that's maybe a good rule of thumb it, if it has happened it's just worth not keeping it a secret um telling it as it is not adding extra stuff but also repenting learning from it and uh, understanding that God's grace can prevail in spite of it. Uh, I can't help but think of a friend, just, might have been just um, last week actually, a friend, um, well, someone I know, not, not that close, but someone I know I really, really admire, uh, was a whistleblower and um, was willing to shed light on a very embarrassing situation, but also a very ser- serious such situation that people wanted her not to talk about. And she got into a lot of trouble because of that. They tried to essentially persecute her. And thankfully at the last moment, you know, by God's grace, you know, it didn't work out too badly. You know, she was, she was in a sense let off. But I think the fact that people are trying to silence her, trying to tell her not to talk about this kind of thing says a lot about our human character. We don't like to be exposed and we're willing to do very, very serious things to protect ourselves. You know, that's not too different from what Abram does here. And I think if anything, here's the Bible being the whistleblower. Here's God himself saying, this is a situation that isn't very good. I want you to know that this happened. I want you to learn from this and turn away from this. But I also want you to know that I am still God in this situation. God did something. And, you know, God was still Abram's God, but God is still the holy, righteous, gracious, good God that he is because and in spite, not in spite of, but even through 
these situations of sin and unrepentance and just dishonesty. Yeah. Okay, anyway, that's Genesis chapter 2. I'm not sure what that does for you today. But anyway, thank you for joining me. This is Genesis chapter 12, verses 10 onwards. Uh, take care. God bless. Bye. Shh.